Good afternoon, everybody. I'm Andrew Dow with Saunders & Associates, and welcome to another episode of the Happening in the Hamptons podcast, our weekly breakdown of the Hamptons market, new listings, and events going on on the East End. Joining us today is Steve Glick, our Senior VP of Advertising and Marketing, Dave Retiner, Director of Digital Marketing and Technology, and Ed Brule, Associate Broker based here in our East Hampton office. Guys, thanks so much for being with us today. I want to start with the market. I have three articles in front of me, Business Insider, New York Times, Forbes, all talking about the surge that we've been seeing in the Hamptons market this fall. How long does this continue? What are the numbers looking like this week, Steve? Uh, thank you, Andrew. And they, they are not wrong. Um, it was, of course, another busy week in the Hamptons. And over the past week, there were 48 listings that went into contract from West Hampton to Montauk. This is low compared to the three-month average of 75 listings going into contract per week. Is this an anomaly? Is the market starting to level out? Not sure, but we'll certainly keep a close eye on the data this week and see where it goes from here. This same week, however, last year, there were 42 listings that went into contract, in which we're still looking at an increase of 13% compared to last year. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't see low. You know, everyone keeps talking about 48 trades this week being an, an anomaly that we're moving lower, we're moving back. I don't, I don't see it in the slightest. Remember, we're coming off a three-year cycle where we were doing 20 to 24 trades a week. Then we jumped post-COVID all the way up into 70s, a few, a few weeks in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Now we're back down to 48 and everyone's acting like this thing is a falling <laughs> off. We're, we're double what we were before and that might have just been a slow week. Also, there's a saturation point where you got a lot of families out here trying to figure out where we live in, where we move in. Did we already make the move? Is there inventory left? There's new listings coming on. 40, it's a humongous number compared to 24. So we're double where we were. That's and true. let's see if we can get back to 70 or we, or we trend closer to 30. But either way, we're, we're way above. That's good. That's good. And we're, whole, we're definitely going to keep a close eye on the numbers. And next week, we're going to see where this goes. A quick breakdown of these 48 transactions are three from the 10 to $20 million range, which is high, three from six to $8 million, three from the four to six million, 12 from two to four, and 27 under two million, which continues to be the sweetest spot in the market. This week, East Hampton was the most active hamlet with 10 listings going into contract. And I just wanna highlight a well-recognizable listing in East Hampton called The White House, just went into contract by our selling agent, Ron White, from our Bridgehampton office with the last asking price of $7.25 million. I know, I saw that house go into contract, that's so cool. That's the house that every Christmas they light it up with beautiful Christmas lights. It's like a big part of the East Hampton Village town. It's the left turn it's at the so pond. It's so awesome. That's how it's you'll know so it, the left awesome. turn at the pond. Great Absolutely, house. like I said, one of the most recognizable listings and we are all curious to see what, how they'll decorate the house this Christmas. Um, definitely, it was a busy week in the Hamptons. With the market trending upwards, the inventory can, coming on the market, however, is trending low. This week, 53 new listings came onto the market, and at Saunders, we recently launched a classic Southampton Village home located on Toilsome Lane, priced at $5.795 million. Listed with agent Noel Love from our Southampton office, this property includes six bedrooms with four baths on just over a half an acre, complete with pool and pool house. It's a classic Hamptons at its finest. Also listed with agent Nancy Mizrahi, we have a Sag Harbor designer showstopper. This is a modern new construction in the heart of Sag Harbor Village on Carver Street. Includes four bedrooms, over 4,700 square feet of living space, complete with pool and pool house, sitting on one third of an acre, priced at 4.25 million. 
Last but certainly not least, we have Ed Brule here in the studio today. Ed, good morning. morning. Ed, you represent a variety of listings at all price points. Do you have any that you want to highlight today? Boy, I'd probably bring up two things, one on the lower end and one on the higher end. I, I really like a house at 79 Middle Highway in East Hampton because it's got the ability to be subdivided. So it's a you know cute four-bedroom house on an acre, but it's got subdivision upside, and that enables the buyer to capture... Um, I think I think some some value as they move forward. So I really like that on the low end. That's a million dollar trade. Call, mm -hmm. it, call it a one one four nine ask. So hang on, if a, if a guy buys this house, he can he can build a yeah, totally so, separate so, house. Yeah, exactly. So you got a four bedroom on a full acre, but you could subdivide it into two half acres. So what you end up doing and is build you, a totally separate you house. Build a separate house with a pool, and you add wow. a pool to the to the main house, and you get yourself a nice little compound, or you just spin off the the new house and capture more value. So even, even though the market's hot, the inventory is low, there's still value, there's still opportunity oh, I out love there. that question. So yeah, now we go back like to pre-COVID, post-COVID. There's a lot of transactions out there. So when COVID hit, everyone came out here and they wanted turnkey perfection. That's what flushed, right? That's what all the new stuff gone. But the, the stuff that was sort of tired or needed work or needed renovation, that's still out there. And if you find stuff that was listed pre-COVID, you can still capture value here. So the idea that we're, we're all done and it's all set, not even close. We're still at the beginning of a long cycle. And I will add this. Real estate is a slow-moving market. So it's going to take, we just came out of about a three-and-a-half-year cycle of slow, stagnant real estate transactions. Where we're doing 20 a week. Now all of a sudden we jump to 80 and everyone's thinking we're coming down to 60, you're coming down to 40, we're slowing off. We're not even close. We're at the beginning of a three-year cycle. So don't wait for this thing to all of a sudden sell off in the fall. I, I disagree completely. The beginning of a three-year cycle, participate now or start looking now. If you're still in the market, it's a very good time to be a buyer. Yeah, the mantra that I always hear is be decisive when buying real estate. And that's kind of my new mantra when I whenever I talk to anybody that's a potential buyer or whenever anybody's like on the fence about anything just a couple of my personal friends it's like be decisive because the second you start thinking about it it's gone yeah that's, that's interesting you're saying be a buyer you know what i mean but it's a seller's market right now i mean if I, you're selling, I still think so back to what dave said in order to be decisive in broker speak the best buyer is a buyer who just lost a bidding war because if you've just lost a bidding war, you now know it's real. Oh my gosh, I can lose something. And two, That's if I don't point. act immediately and become decisive right now, I'm going to lose it to someone else. So almost every transaction done in the last two to three months has had four to five bidders on it. Imagine four to five bidders on a house. Four people lost. Mm. So then those four back out way more serious, way more real, prepared to do a deal. So they're more decisive. So agreed completely. There's plenty of opportunities out there. You're going to need to do some work to capture value. But... So be it. You know, the other, the other thing is we're filling our community with people that are now year-rounders. We used to just be a summer community. So the idea that this is just all of a sudden going to go away, COVID's going to be gone, everyone moves back to the sea, I don't see it. My wife runs a school. It's packed with 50 people on the waiting list. Every one of our local public schools has backup. 400 extra in you know, Bridgehampton or whatever it is, 600 extra in East Hampton. That's crazy numbers, right? That's a lot of... You know, we, we got a lot of infrastructure solutions to, to solve here, so. So there's not going to be a massive, in your opinion, a massive, like, price drop at some no. point. I'll just no. wait six months, no. I'll wait a no. year. No, no, we'll, we'll, I think we'll, we'll, be, we'll be back to appreciating at 5 to 7% for the next three years. That's, That's what so I think happens. That's my gut. We're back to that. We're not flatlining. We were flatlining. Mm -hmm. We had three slow years. Now we're moving toward, okay, back on track, positive, positive growth. That's what I see. 
What it's, else you got as far as listings there, Ed? Well, the other one is, you know, I love Sagaponics. So this is Sagaponics South. Tom Schaub is Bluefin Construction, premier builder, more like a custom builder than a, a spec builder, and just built a beautiful house in Sagaponic. We've got action, we've got a lot of interest on it, but it's still available, never rented, never lived in, brand new, this will sell in the fall. Uh, if you're in the you know, 10 to $11 million price point, this is a really special listing. Yeah. So this is a gorgeous one house. One of the low end, Steve one of the high end, and I, I love this house. I love this house too. This is on uh, Parsonage Lane, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 491 Parsonage, great. And it's down a flag lot, so you don't get the Parsonage or the hedges. Mm-hmm. Road noise, real, real pretty house. Real, really, really well done. This is in that category of houses that you were just saying that when people were coming out to the city, they were looking for those new construction exactly. houses. Exactly. That's exactly what that, that's who's, just, This is one few, of the few. We've got a few people available. circling the wagon on this one, and that's what, you know, never lived in, never rented, already staged. You could buy it furnished. It's just bring your toothbrush and perfect. It's yeah. a good one. And who's I the, want to circle who's back. the builder on this? The, Tom Shaw, Bluefin Construction. Yeah, 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 that's right. I just want to circle back to something that you said earlier about bidding wars, mm-hmm. um, how people become serious buyers after they lose a house. Yeah to a bidding war. So, you know, you're out there every day talking to buyers, talking to sellers, you have listings, you have people interested in looking. Uh, I'm sure you've had customers that have lost houses to bidding wars um, over the last several months. So what are you telling your customers right now that are maybe getting a little frustrated? Boy, that's a good, that's a good question. I, I look, it, it does get frustrating when you, lo- you lose a bid or you, lo- you lose two bids. But I think there's always two different ways to look at the story. Sometimes, and you've got, you've got to go here sooner or later, Sometimes things are just meant to be. You know, you, you lost out on a deal, you lost a deal, but now you're more informed. Yeah, and maybe you didn't really want to be it's on like that a street. Experience. That's a nice learning experience. Yeah. And the second thing is, sometimes when you look at a deal, and the banks will do this now, let's say you're a $1.5 million buyer. You, you're looking for a turnkey house at one five, And we, we, we scour the market. We even broaden our Hamlet search, and we go even wider. And we still can't find the house we want, or we find it, we, don't, we just don't love it. I think you're better off peeling the price point back to one, one, two, finding a house that needs $300,000 worth of work and rolling that $300,000 renovation math into the mortgage, which the, some banks will do, which is a creative conversation we can have separately. But my point is identifying a one to a one, two and adding $300,000 gets you new kitchens, new bathrooms, and a pool. So it might not be the house you want now, sure. but you can actually add that value. And I think when you're done, you're worth more than one five. I, I have a question. How should buyers bid? Should they bid? Should they be the bidding low, 10% off, at ask, above ask? I mean, you're saying that you're getting multiple bids on properties. What is some advice to a buyer if they're going to put a bid on a property? Uh, that's a really good question. <laughs> so um, if you're not getting bids on your listing, right now on the other side, I'm starting the answer on the other side. If you're okay. listing your house and you've got a million dollar house and you've got no bids, you're at least 10% overpriced. That's why you're getting no bids. You might be getting showings, but you're not getting bids. You're at least 10 over. So, but back on the buy side, right? If I'm buying, the city has trained our buyers that if you're not within 10%, you don't bid it. I wish the city didn't train our buyers that because sometimes I think you need to bid. A lot of times you'll see trades where they're like, dang, that traded 18, 22% off. And a lot of people didn't even bid that thing. They thought, oh, if I'm not close, I'm not close. You got to bid everything. My, my take is always you bid everything to see where the seller actually you know, is, is willing to sell. But where do, you, where do you go? I think you go as close to a number that you feel good with and get a counter. Get a counter and see where they are. You don't know, right? A broker is not in a position to say, the seller will take 900 and the ask is a million. That's not how it works, right? The the, the bidder has got the bid to get color on the transaction. And so Mm -hmm. even though the market side, if you're on the selling side, you you can't be unrealistic with your number. Correct. 
Correct. And on the sell side, I love this question too. If you're going to list a house, a lot of times they'll say, so you had a million dollar house and they want to list it at one, two, because they want that $200,000 to be negotiated out of the deal. And I want to get it just listed at one, listed at $1 million and sit on the number and price it correctly, be done, and then let the market come to you rather than putting a one, two on it. Cause again, you're, you're 20% overpriced mm-hmm. and you're not going to get the bids and you really want a one. So you price it right. Be prepared to sell it at that number. Okay, perfect. Um, I feel like I just learned so much in such <laughs> a short amount of time. This is really good, Ed. Thanks, Thank Ed. you. Um, that, Ed, that's perfect. And to see more on uh, these two listings that Ed mentioned and, uh, and all our listings, of course, go to saunders.com. Uh, Dave, I want to shift gears to you. Columbus Day weekend coming up. This is typically a huge, huge fall weekend in the Hamptons. Um, what's going on? Yes, it is Columbus Day weekend, and we have a lot of fun things to do in the Hamptons this weekend. As always, you can go to happeninthehamptons.com, sponsored by Saunders & Associates, to check out what's happening in the Hamptons. You can also sign up for our newsletter by emailing happening at saunders.com, and we will subscribe you to our weekly email blast that will give you everything you need to know that's fun to do in the Hamptons. So as usual, I'm going to pick my top three things that that I think are the best things to do this weekend. So let's get started. So my first pick this weekend is... Wolfer Estate Vineyards, which is an absolutely magical place. And now normally every year around this time, they have this huge, fabulous harvest party. And it's just so fun, but of course it's so packed. So this year, because of social distancing, they can't do such a huge, large party. And instead, they're going to have it over a course of three days uh, on October 9th, 10th, and 11th. And it will be this very extravagant lunch that will be socially distanced to celebrate the 2020 successful harvest. Uh, have you guys ever been to Wolfer? Yeah, Wolfer. Mm-hmm. Hey, they, uh, Wolfer, are they still doing the drive-in wine pickup? Yeah, yeah, they are. I was just, I did that the other day. Oh, it's the best. It's great. You know, the guy comes out, you know, you just order the wine, delivers it, brings it right to your car. Um, and, you know, you don't have to uh, have any fear of, uh, you know, social distancing or things like that. Um, it's un- It's an unbelievably popular place, but... Um, the harvest party uh, that's a little it's going to be a little different this year but it's just as special Uh, the event's going to take place at Wolfer's private residence Uh, it's going to be outdoors uh, with you know luxury heaters and everything like that and it's going to offer up family style food from chef Jacques Gautier of Palo Santo and special tastings of Wolfer's world-class wines that will be specially paired with the lunch Wolfer's winemaker, of course, the famous Roman Roth will be there. He's a great guy. Uh, and I think he's a partner at Wolfer now. And there will be uh, live acoustic music during the lunch as well. Um, it just all sounds very, very special to me. Uh, the tickets are going to be $150 per person to the event. And you have to buy it in advance, obviously. Um, and just be sure to bring a jacket when you go because it's going to be outdoors. And you can buy the tickets at Wolfer.com. My second pick this week is the... Time to play art opening reception at the White Room Gallery in Bridgehampton. Um, we are very close with the owners of the White Room Gallery, and I have to say it's a fabulous way to spend some time on the weekend if you're in the Bridgehampton area. The opening reception is going to have masks required, of course, and will take place Saturday from 5 to 7. We'll be featuring an array of artists. It's unbelievable how many artists are going to be featured. I'm, I'm just going to name about five. Uh, it's this guy Craig Allen, Jojo Anavim, Russell Young. Nelson de la Nuez, and an artist who is oddly named Mr. Brainwash. I don't think that that's his real name. Uh, if it is his I real name, the name. If, you, if, that is, if you're born with that name, then I guess you're kind of born to be an artist. 
Um, you don't need tickets or anything to go. You can just go. Um, and it's just a great, uh, it's just a great way to spend a couple of hours. And it's always good to support the art galleries. And it's a cheap, it's a cheap date, you know, if, uh, unless you get roped into buying one of the, one of the pieces of art. <laughs> <laughs> and then, so finally, my third pick, last and, and definitely not least, is the, uh, the Longhouse Reserve in East Hampton. So I don't know if you guys are, are you familiar with the Longhouse Reserve? Mm -hmm. yes, Do you have any idea yes. what that is? So for anyone that doesn't know, it's basically a, a huge outdoor art gallery with fabulous, gigantic sculptures. Um, and it's all outdoors. And so it's become incredibly popular during the, 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 um, the post-COVID. Um, and you can just explore the uh, entire area. Uh, it's great for families. It's great for couples. It's, it's really great for anyone. And, um, and the property is about 16 acres. And because it's all outdoors, uh, you know, it's it's just so it's so it's become so popular that you have to actually buy uh, tickets in advance and let them know in advance what time you're going to be going so they can control uh, you know how many people are in and out. So obviously you should definitely do that. Uh, just go to their website longhouse.org and you can reserve time there. But I'm telling you, it's it's really nice. Um, the story behind the place was created by a world famous textile designer, Jack Leonard Larson, and he basically just. Bought, he bought a house in, in spring or in north in, I think it's Northwest Woods. Mm -hmm. He bought a house in Northwest Woods, and um, he started buying art outside to put outside in his house. And just the word got around how beautiful it was, and so people before he knew it, he opened up to the public, and it's it's turned into this unbelievable space. Uh, it's re really worth checking out. Mm -hmm. um, this is a must do before winter gets here. If you know before you it, before it gets too cold. That's what's happening in the Hamptons this weekend, guys. That's perfect. Um, thanks so much, guys. And Ed, I just want to toss back to you. Any final thoughts before we wrap this yeah, up? Yeah, there's something I wanted to share, just, just being a, a part of this team. And, and I don't know who we're speaking to, whether we're speaking to sellers or buyers or brokers or, or local families, but there's, there's a story that I want to say, and it goes back to when I first met and started working with Andrew Saunders, the, the principal broker here. And what I think he brought to this business, and we, we call it a higher form of realty, and, and it, that's not a joke. And that's not even a slogan. <laughs> that, that's a real way of life true. here. It is. And, and what I mean is, so let's just say, for example, you wanted to hire a broker to sell your house or you wanted to work with a broker to buy a house. You want to work with a team, right? So it's not just me or the broker you choose to work with. You get, you get a broad array of skills, for example, in this room, right? So Steve Glick runs marketing. I mean, literally runs a marketing division. I, I make a joke that Saunders has a Kinko's FedEx team behind the main office. I'm not, you walk in there, it's like printing presses, brochures, trophies <laughs> everywhere, podcasts being built, happening in the Hamptons, email blasts go out. These are things we do to market your property. So in this business, right, you could be the best salesman in the world and I love to sell. It's certainly what I do and I enjoy doing it. But if you don't have great marketing, if the phone doesn't ring or you don't get the email lead, you got nothing. So at the end of the day, you're hiring a firm, you're hiring a broker that can present your house to the world in its best possible light. So when you bring on a Saunders agent, you're not bringing on some corporate entity that does these little nickel and diming to, to make sure it looks okay, but they don't spend too much corporate money. Andrew's MO is bring them the best get them the best and make it look as good as it could possibly be. So you get full services, meaning you get unlimited access to a team. Photographers show up, ad copy gets written, brochures get created, you get a look over the drafts. You're involved in this process that's so much more advanced than most people can talk about or even understand, which is, it's just a gift. So I just wanted to make sure you knew that the reason Andrew started this company was to, to make us better 
we are way better. So I'm highly encouraging if you're thinking about selling your house, call a Saunders agent and see the difference. Don't just hire some corporate head. It's, it, it's not a better move. I could, Ed, that was very nice. I could see Steve over there. He's here to hear a smile. That's a really nice compliment to us. Yeah, Thank no, you so much. It's a really, really good team. And to have these kind of resources, because it's not just me. A lot of times, you know, I get hired, but my clients are talking to Steve. They're talking to Dave. They're talking to Andrew, because a drone has to be flown. Andrew flies the drone. A movie has to be made. Andrew's team makes the video. You know, someone's got to get this thing on social media. Are we going to advertise on Facebook? Are we going to... Dave Rutina runs all of it. You guys, <laughs> you have access to this massive team and then you get into a negotiation and it gets really, really nuts and you need some local attorney and some local counsel. I get Teresa Quigley on call. I got New York Tile if I need it. Chris Minardi's at Beck and Call. I mean, and then all I got Andrew Saunders yeah. in the middle of the night. He'll pick up any time and say, what do you need me to do? Let's get it done. To have that kind of resources, guys, it's, it's a game changer. So yeah, again, I, I, I'm, I'm pushing it, but it, it's important and it matters. And I want to thank you guys right here on the air. Uh, thank you, Ed. Yeah, yeah that was really nice. Thanks. Glad you joined us this week. Uh, Dave, Steve. You can great. come back anytime, man. <laughs> Thanks, Dave. <laughs> uh, Dave and Steve, great information. Ed, of course, great insight. Thank you all for joining us this week. The Happening in the Hamptons podcast is brought to you by New York Title, the leading Hamptons title insurance firm. And we are also now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, so please subscribe to follow along each week. And of course, to see all our listings, be sure to check out saunders.com. Thanks so much for listening this week. I'm Andrew Dow. That's what's happening in the Hamptons.